This podcast is brought to you by GoMoto, the service lane kiosk that grows your business. Want to increase revenue, improve the customer experience, and maximize service efficiency? Visit GoMoto.com to learn more. That's G-O-M-O-T-O.com. Hello, and welcome to Daily Drive. It's Monday, May 9th, 2022. I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News. It's a fresh week, and we're looking ahead. In today's headlines, Toyota may see profits looking up, Polestar goes public as investors look down on EV startups, and Car Global sees auctions going digital. Plus, longer-lasting used cars put franchise dealers into competition with independents. We'll get into that a little later. First, let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. In Japan, Golden Week is over and it's time for Earnings Week. A survey of analysts found that Toyota is expected to forecast higher profit for the year ahead this week when it reports the final figures on fiscal year 2022. Solid demand and a weaker yen are seen helping, even as commodity costs and supply chain troubles put pressure on the global auto industry. Seiji Segura A senior analyst at Tokai Tokyo Research Institute said the market will be watching closely to see how much of a negative impact higher commodities prices will have on Toyota and on other Japanese automakers. For the year that just ended, Toyota is expected to report that operating profit rose 37%, topping 3 trillion yen or $23 billion. For the fiscal year that just started, April 1st, analysts surveyed by Refinitiv expect a projected 11% increase, approaching $26 billion. Toyota reports on Wednesday, Nissan on Thursday, Honda on Friday, Subaru, Mazda, and Mitsubishi are also slated to report this week. Also this week, we'll be looking for Carvana to close on its acquisition of Odessa U.S., the physical auction business being sold by Car Global, that's K-A-R, After selling the 56 sites across the nation for $2.2 billion, Car Global plans to spotlight its platforms, such as CarWave, the online business it acquired last year, that dealers can use to see daily live auctions of trade-in vehicles. CEO Peter Kelly said customers see a future in which there are, quote, more digital transactions, not fewer. The company's other online auction offerings include Backlot Cars, TradeRev, and OpenLane. And Volvo affiliate Polestar is preparing to go public next month, and its timing is not exactly ideal. EV stocks have taken it on the chin after some frothy enthusiasm just a few months ago. Tesla shares are down more than a quarter since the start of the year. Rivian is down more than 80% from its high point. Polestar, the Swedish plug-in brand, will begin public trading after it merges next month with special purpose acquisition company Gores Guggenheim. Analysts say the deal could value the automaker as high as $25 billion. And that's the news you need to know. Coming up, an independent auto dealer faces new competition at older car auctions. We'll dig into that after the break. Listen to Fred Hayes, service manager at Temecula Valley Buick GMC, and Philip Candido, fixed operations director Talk about their experience with GoMoto in their service drive. Before GoMoto, the backups in the service lane 
were due to not being able to get to the customer in a, in a timely manner. There's times where menus are passed over where the advisor forgets to tell them, hey, it needs its major service. And now with the GoMoto, customers are presented with a maintenance package every time. The time freed up from not having the customer sitting in front of them every single time they come in. It helps them be more efficient. It helps them focus more on the customer's concern and the, the maintenance and service of the vehicle. Before GoMoto, we would average approximately 130000 in service gross. The kiosk and the service drive doubled the gross profit in the dealership. It's amazing, 100%. Using the GoMoto kiosk makes the dealership more profitable. Want to increase revenue, improve the customer experience, and maximize service efficiency just like Temecula Valley? Visit GoMoto.com to learn more. That's G-O-M-O-T-O dot com. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters. This next interview is the product of a series of chain reactions. The COVID-19 pandemic led to a shortage of semiconductors, which slowed auto production, which led to a lack of new vehicles for sale, and eventually a lack of used vehicle inventory, which has led franchise dealers into new territory, offering older, higher mileage models than most used to typically deal with. And that puts them into competition with independent dealers like Amanda Gordon. She's the founder and owner of Gojo Auto in Denver. We have a whole package of stories in this week's issue of Automotive News on very used cars, how they last so long now, how they're sold, some of the risks involved. Those are risks that are very familiar to an entrepreneur like Gordon. Let's go now to our conversation. Amanda Gordon, welcome to Daily Drive. Good afternoon. I was going to say good morning. I never know what time it is. Thank you so much for having me, Jamie. <laughs> Probably be morning when some people listen to the show. Some of them listen in the afternoon. It's all good. Good to see you, Amanda. <laughs> so let me ask you, Automotive News traditionally hasn't really covered independent dealers very much. We cover some of the, the big ones, that, uh, but tell us a little about yourself and your business. What led you to start Gojo Auto in 2018 and how's the company, how big is it now? Um, so I was motivated because I started selling in 2002, um, you know, worked through the ranks and became a finance manager and all the things and then and then kind of got a little bored. And I ended up in the independent side. And after working at one or two smaller independents that were doing 20 or 30 cars, I, I, I kind of got a little confident and said, you know, if these guys are doing it, why can't I? <laughs> and so Boom, here goes Gojo, which Gojo stands for the G-O is Gordon, my last name. The J-O is Johnson, my mother's last name. And Gojo became a thing. I started with six cars, one employee that I could barely pay. And now I have almost 100 cars, 12 employees. Uh, we are a globally recognized brand. <laughs> um, I, I say we're CarMax, but smaller. Well, A, I only have one location, so of course we're smaller. Um, and it's just taking on a life of its own, being passionate and committed to the consumer experience. A new car is just a used car waiting to happen, which is why, in my opinion, you have 166,000 independent dealers versus 16,000 franchise dealers in North America. And I, I just... I love the 
um, the, the, the transaction and the experience of the, the car deal, you know, you are helping people with transportation, which is a big deal to a lot of people. And mm-hmm. on the independent side, you deal with a lot of people who need that car to get their, their kids to school, to get to work. Sometimes it's a one car family, you know, it's, it's not the second and third car that they're buying for their nanny, but it, it you're helping their quality of life. And, and it, it really does something in here. So we've been noticing a lot more of your franchise competitors uh, offering some very older, you know, very, very used vehicles that maybe they wouldn't have carried a few years back. Is that what what you're seeing? Are people from franchise dealerships showing up at different auctions these days? So my fiance, who actually runs two franchises, a Kia Point that does about 300 cars and an Acura Point that does close to 100 um, eyeballs my inventory every day and I'm like, get back here. Okay. These are my <laughs> cars. Um, actually we, we always have these conversations because there aren't any 2022s or 2021s in the market now. So everybody's kind of grabbing for what independents traditionally sell. So yeah, the market has been driven sky high because the truth of the matter is, if we're being honest with ourselves, franchises have a little bit more money to spend than us independents. And so they can pay a little bit more. And also they have more resources. They have more lenders that they can send the, the loans through. And so they have they have some more resources where they're able to pay a little bit more and still make a profit, which is the point. Profit's not a bad word. So we, we've definitely seen a spike. Yeah. And you said sort of the the low end of vehicle prices is not as low as it used to be. Oh, goodness. No. Oh, my gosh, Jamie. Last year, my average purchase price, okay, was seven thousand dollars. This year, it's about twelve thousand five hundred and it's the same car. And what I mean by that is it's still a 2012 Nissan Versa with 80,000 miles. It's the same car. It's crazy. Yeah, the appreciation on used vehicles has been otherworldly this last year. I think it's ironic because the one thing that people always say about cars is as soon as you drive it off the lot, boom, <laughs> right? It depreciates. And that's not the case. It's the opposite. You know, this this car is getting more miles and more wear and tear, and it's increasing in value. Who knew? Yeah, it probably isn't going to be that way forever, but no. certainly 2021, 2022 has been a, a quirky time. Sure. So when you're at an auction, what is it that you're looking for? Are there certain ages or mileages? Are there red lines you don't cross? Or how do you look at them? You know, I like to stay eight years and newer, and I like to stay under 80,000 miles roughly. Um, primarily, it, 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 it's a sweet spot before things start to go south on this car, where it's it's like that 10-year big um Um, mechanical malfunctions or mechanical upgrades that are necessary. And banks really like to see those type of cars in their portfolio. So when you're dealing with challenged credit, uh, they like to see their buyers in successful buying positions, which means cars that are less likely to malfunction. And of course, you have to keep your customers' finances in mind as well. Like you said, it it might be their only car, even if it's a a used car and how do how do the lenders play into that? Right, they have some limits, unofficially or officially. Oh Book value. Um, well, first, I'd like to thank JD Power for buying NADA. <laughs> <laughs> the used car guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The used car guy. Um, no, the book values. Right, you've got the consumer facing Kelly Blue Book value, and then you've got what the lenders typically use, which is JD Power. 
um, which can be four to five thousand dollars different going either way. They're just really inconsistent, which makes it a little difficult um, when trying to tell the lender, hey, you know, this car's value is actually a little bit more than you're trying to loan against because, you know, all we're asking the the, the bank for is uh, money right? The car just happens to be the asset that we're loaning against and, and they have specific guidelines. And right now it is crazy. I, I was just booking out a Toyota 4Runner that changed $3,000 to the positive in one week. It went <laughs> up and I, I'm just sitting here like this can't be real. <laughs> and, so, and so lending has become interesting because in, in my opinion, you know, these cars that are selling for four or $5,000 more than they used to last year, when that market starts to level out and come back to neutral and that car is worth $10,000 again, what is that going to do to our consumers? Uh, are we going to see more defaulted loans? Are we going to see that they're not able to trade in that car because they sh- there's so much negative equity? Um, are the, are the lending guidelines going to get extremely tightened up because of the, the portfolios of the lenders? So I, I Right now, you know, everyone's very excited about what's going on. Um, but but I think we do need to think forward progressively as far as what, what does that look like for our consumer in one to three years? Yeah, especially those that do some borrowing. I guess you probably have some that are sold for cash. Oh, sure. But, yeah. But- Who cares about them? They've got money. <laughs> so, um, having a documented history is really important, too, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. Um, uh, I, uh, you know, I'm not getting paid to say this, but I love Carfax, what Carfax has done, not just for branding, but it makes my job easier. Um, You know, because when I'm purchasing from auction, I look at the Carfax and I look at it from a customer's perspective to say, what would I see on here that's going to make me buy this car? That's going to put my mind at ease. That's going to let me know that this used car is worth me risking my family's money to make this huge purchase. What, sure. what do I see here? And it's things like, um, you know, if it has an accident, what, what did that accident look like? Was it major? Was there frame damage? Were airbags deployed? Um, if it has damage, what type of damage? If it had hail damage, was that hail damage fixed? How are the service records? Um, I, I necessarily, how many owners doesn't bother me as long as the service records are in check? Um, because some, especially like sports cars, people trade out of those quickly. So it might have more owners, right? Like midlife, middle life crisis or quarter life crisis. I had one of those, (laughs) I got a Mercedes convertible. And then when I found out I couldn't put my groceries in it, I got rid of it. So how many owners, um, uh, I I just look from a consumer's perspective. What do they, what, what do they need? Yeah, yeah. Fewer owners probably maybe means uh, more likely to have a good track record of, uh, of service, but consistent service records. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So before I let you go, I need to ask about something else. Thank you for all this about uh, the used car market and, and what's happening there. It's uh, it's fascinating. But before I let you go, I want to ask about, you know, we met in part because you were one of the founding uh, members of Wokan, the Women of Color Automotive Network. And I just wanted to know, what's the latest with that group? What's happening lately? Oh, my gosh. Thank you, Jamie. That's right. And and thank you for you taking a risk on Wokan. I really appreciate that. You you were one of the first to bring us to light. Um, we have extended our board 
um, uh, Carrie Wise, Patrice Banks, Erica Wells, and myself are the co-founders and, and we all work jobs. <laughs> and so it was becoming a lot. Okay. Particularly in the nonprofit space. Okay. Nonprofit is exactly that. You don't make money. <laughs> and so we brought in some dynamic um, uh, board members. The first one is Sandy. Sandy was, I think, WOCAN member number one. She's an, uh, um, an expert in diversity, equity, and inclusion, as well as HR within the automotive space. We brought on Ashley, who's from the Walzer Group. And uh, we also have Subi Ghosh, which is like such a huge deal because Subi is just phenomenally known uh, throughout the automotive world. And we're just blessed to have this group of dynamic women. We realized and recognized that the four co-founders, we were all black women and we were kind of doing the opposite of what we were preaching, which is diversity. So we added, you know, different uh, backgrounds and races to our group so that we also can get a unique perspective and put it all together for all women of color. Oh, that's great. That's great progress. And uh, yeah, nice to see diversity, more diversity within the diversity organization. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Amanda Gordon, owner of Gojo Auto. Thank you so much for being with me today on Daily Drive. Thank you so much for having me, Jamie. I appreciate you. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters. You can get the latest news on used vehicles, retail trends, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. Thanks to Nathan Kadick for editing today's show. Thanks to the Automotive News multimedia team and web editor Victor Galvan for their help. And thanks to you for listening and making the show part of your daily routine. Now let's all get back to work.